This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Uh, it's most points, but then it's listed as least points. Shouldn't it be fewest points, Aaron? Yes, it is very strange. I thought about that too. Like, this is odd that nobody would have, you know, like an editor. Like, who, who <laughs> signed off on this? Who signed off on this market name? Are the fewest I, I points know. not the least points? But it's, but it's called fewest points. Like, it's not least points. Maybe fewest is too long? Too many letters? They wanted something I think shorter. it's only one more letter. Yeah. I mean, there's points against, I'm seeing, and that's more letters than all of them. So, okay. yeah. Okay, that, that some, argument's some, out there. Some the editor. I don't know. <laughs> We, we need a sports betting editor to come on and, uh, you know, correct these things. Anyway, uh, fu- yeah, fun story, everybody. Okay, so looking at these markets, uh, which team will finish with the most points uh, at the NFL regular season's end and which team will score the fewest points uh, at regular season's end? And, you know, m- my first immediate reaction when looking at these numbers, Aaron, is that there is a ton more value if you bet in the least points market uh first off yeah. the, the odds are just naturally longer there's that but also too i would argue that least points is more reliable when it comes to determining which team who stinks the most uh yeah yeah no i'm with you on that one um do you want to start with most first or how do you want to go through this <laughs> Yeah, let's start with most points. Uh, And one of the things that I did was uh, over the last five seasons, I looked at which teams won. And I looked at point differential because I thought this was really important. Is it possible that the team scoring the most points gets into, say, a lot of shootouts where they're having to pass the ball a little bit more, winning one possession games, finishing with higher scoring contests, those kinds of things? Or are they winning a lot more blowouts? And the truth is, there's not like one obvious trend to go to. The only obvious trend that I saw over the last five years was a team with a really really good quarterback, perhaps an MVP caliber quarterback, but that was about it. Sometimes they had some close games, sometimes they were winning blowouts, but there wasn't anything as far as point differential was concerned that illuminated anything as far as how good that team was overall. So the Chiefs from last year finished atop the list. They were fourth in point differential. The Cowboys in 2021, they ranked second. The Packers with Aaron Rodgers uh, were third. The Ravens with MVP Lamar Jackson, they ran away with this in terms of point differential. And then back to the Chiefs in 2018, 
in second position. So if you're trying to figure out if this team is going to be that much better than everyone else, or if you're looking for some trend that, hey, they do have a bad defense, so they're going to be playing in a lot of shootouts, having to score a bunch of points to win games, there wasn't really a, a, an obvious trend for me to point to there. Okay. So let me walk you through my process. First off, you've got yeah. uh, the Chiefs. They had 496 points last year. They're at 5-1, to one, but we should point out they have one of the toughest schedules this season. Followed by the Eagles at 6-1. to one. They had 477 points. You mentioned the Cowboys. They came in at in third, 467. You can find them at 12 to 1. 455, the Bills plus 850, another team with a very difficult schedule this year. Then you've got the Lions, Niners, 14 to 1, followed by the Vikings, 18 to 1, Bengals plus 850. Uh, Seahawks 19 to one, and then the Jags 20 to one. They had the 10th most points last year. So I kind of looked at who scored the most last year, who has an easier or tougher schedule where I ended up landing was there are six teams from the 18 to 20 to one range where I think there could be some value. So I do like the Eagles. I'm high on the Eagles this year, but you can only get six, six to one. And you mentioned when we look at fewest points or least points, whatever you want to call it, there's better value. And I think it's a little easier to predict. You might even be able to bet on a couple there. So I think the Vikings at 18 to one, uh, they've got Justin Jefferson. Obviously Kirk cousins has a lot to prove. They've got some weapons there. The Seahawks at 19 to one, I thought was interesting um, with their offense. And then the Jags to me is one that stood out because they had 404 points last year, which is about 92 points less than the chiefs who had the most. But remember Trevor Lawrence came on later last season. They started off slow. So if he can pick up where he left off, I think they're going to shoot up this list. So I thought the Jags was interesting. The Jets, that's kind of like buyer beware. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be upright? If he is, congratulations. The Jets will probably be in the conversation. The other one that's risky, but it's definitely worth a look to me as Ravens, the whole new look offense. Lamar finally got paid. He's going to be playing more, hopefully, assuming he's healthy. Now he has offensive weapons. He should be spreading the ball out. So I think the Jags and the Ravens are my two favorites out of these six because, of course, the other one that's a bit risky is Tua and the Dolphins at 20-1 to 1 as well. There were three teams I typed up that I liked. The last one with the longest shot was the Ravens. And right as I was typing that up, I'm like, I'm going to be on Aaron's good side today because I'm going to talk nicely about the Ravens. <laughs> and that's the truth, though. Fight. Is that yay? No, not not this one. Uh, we'll find other time, I'm sure. But here, it's like the Ravens. We, we've seen them do it before under Lamar Jackson. So uh, having a history helps here. Offensive line should be good. New offensive coordinator may add some wrinkles that defenses will have to adjust to. And especially if the mm -hmm. passing attack is a good bit more formidable, especially with Zay Flowers, who's looked fantastic this preseason. There are enough elements yes. there where I feel like at 20 to 1, you're getting some fantastic value. So I really like that. The shortest one I like a lot is the Bengals at plus 850. What's the next step for Joe Burrow and company? Because 
you do need to have that next step, I think, to really be, uh, you know, of Super Bowl caliber. And I think they are. I, I do think they're offering the most value as far as winning the title. You've got some fantastic receivers still. The offensive line may be the best it's been in this sort of Joe Burrow era. So that, to me, is significant. The running game, you know, whatever you think of it, it's, it's still there and certainly going to be a point of emphasis as they get ready for week one. But there's so many reasons why if the Bengals, if you believe that the Bengals can win the whole darn thing, or at the very least the AFC, then it's going to be because they scored a ton of points. And so at plus 850, I think that makes a lot of sense. And then the middle one to split the difference, how about the Chargers at 16 to 1? They had some real injury concerns a season ago. If they can stay healthy, that certainly helps. And then with new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, I feel like regardless of if you bring in Kellen Moore or someone else, it's to send a message that they need to stop this Deacon Dunk kind of offense that you need to use Justin Herbert's arm that much more, make this offense more vertical. And maybe Kellen Moore can be the guy to do that, but definitely that's a point of emphasis for LAC. And and honestly, I think that it puts them in that conversation. And look, if Justin Herbert is a tier one quarterback, then he should should be able to at least be in contention to score a ton of points. So I think at 16 to one, there's some great value there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, I hope this is a great season for Herbert. We all know he's Mm -hmm. so talented and it just hasn't been working out, you know, coming all together for this Chargers team. And I really hope that this is it because he just seems like a great guy. I'm rooting for him. So, you know, the Chargers are kind of in that 18 to one. They're 16 to one. So they're right there. I think that is another Mm -hmm. good look in terms of the Bengals. I'm with you. I mean, you look at their depth chart and they've got all the weapons offensively to be there in the conversation. And at plus 850, I think that's really good value because if if they are going to make it to the AFC championship game, it's going to be as you said, because they're scoring a lot of points. So does the offensive line, it's gotten a little bit better. They're kind of middle of the, of the pack here in terms of the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that worry you a little bit or you think it'll, he'll be all right. Cause he just keeps getting a little, little, little injuries here and there. Right. Little nicks and cuts and bruises, all sorts of things. And yeah, the biggest knock on Joe Burrow is that he takes too many sacks. Somehow he's still able to sustain drives I know. despite taking so many sacks. It's amazing. Which, I mean, it is amazing because first off, he, he's very tough. And sacks usually end drives pretty quickly because you're playing way too far behind the chains. It limits what your offense can do. But somehow, even at second and long, third and long, Joe Burrow is still able to find a way to move the chains. And, and again, that goes to show just how great he is and how great this offense is. But if he's taking fewer sacks, watch out. Suddenly this offense mm-hmm. becomes even more dangerous than it already is. 
And I have to believe with the improvements along the offensive line that that's just naturally going to help the cause. And plus, Bro's just one year older, right? Like, he doesn't want to be taking all of these. He knows he shouldn't be doing that. So that, to me, is something where just added knowledge of the position, I think, will naturally help that cause. So at plus 850, I think that ultimately that makes a good bit of sense here and I know it's not just a ton of value but again whatever it's your prior is good. on the Bengals this may be another way yeah just another way to kind of back could, that up I was thinking that too like in if you're not getting value on divisions or win totals or something if there's a team you're high on you may be able to get a better number in this market if if everything aligns mm-hmm. you know so that could be another way to look at it yeah for sure Let's move on now to least points. And I made the argument earlier that this is probably an easier market and perhaps a better market to bet into because first off, the numbers are longer. The favorite with the Cardinals is plus 650, whereas the favorite for most points is the Chiefs at five to one. So right away, uh, if you are taking the chalky route and saying the Cardinals are the worst team, they'll score the fewest points, then right away, you're maximizing your value. And if you also believe that the Cardinals will have the worst record, I believe believe uh, plus six feet, plus six fifty uh, is an overall better value for you uh, than worst record. So right away, I think this market offers a lot of fantastic value. Bucks second shortest at nine to one. Commanders ten to one. Colts eleven to one. What stands out to you here? I was first of all, I was shocked that the Commanders are 10 to 1. I think they're going to be better. I know Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin has turf toe, but I don't think they're going to be the team with the fewest amount of points. So I was a little bit surprised. That did jump out to me. And that, as much as I trashed the Commanders, that is not <laughs> my favorite play here. My favorite play is at 11 to 1, the Colts. They are going to be hashtag bad. Last year, Matt Ryan absolutely fell off a cliff, which is what aging quarterbacks do. Then they fire Frank Reich. Then they get absolutely weird and bring in Jeff Saturday and go 1 and 7 with him. Now Jonathan Taylor wants out, arguably their best player. They've got Anthony Richardson. Um, of course, they did bring in Shane Steichen, but I just think this is going to be a disaster in Indianapolis. And at 11-1, to 1, I think the Colts are going to be terrible. Colts may be terrible. They also have a rookie quarterback, and that's often a sign that you're not going to score many points. Bad coach, bad situation, doomed for failure. Those are, you know, a little generic, but the things that you want to be looking for – Uh, In terms of last year, uh, the Broncos scored the fewest points with Nathaniel Hackett coaching. That's what happened there. Uh, Jaguars under Urban Meyer was last in 2021. (laughs) Jets 2020 was last. Uh, Washington 2019. Cardinals 2018. So you're talking about coaches that were falling well short of expectation, rookie quarterbacks sometimes, uh, or just things completely falling apart. Uh, That's largely what you're looking for. And so as far as teams, I think – you know, I would back in this market or bet on in this market. We mentioned yesterday about the Tennessee Titans having the worst offensive line. And while I think highly of Mike Vrabel, is it possible that the glass slipper for Ryan Tannehill doesn't fit anymore? uh, That things turn into a pumpkin out there in Nashville. 
Uh, 13 to one, I think that offers some value. And Will Levis would come in as a rookie. So there, there are some questions there. You mentioned the Colts at 11 to one. I like that one a lot. Uh, Texans mm-hmm. also 13 to one. Again, yeah. quarterback, that makes a, a ton of sense. Texans um, is good too. I like that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one makes a, a good bit of sense. The Chicago Bears Panthers? at 22 to one. Panthers, mm-hmm. I think, makes sense at 14. But what about the Bears at 22 to one? Because again, when you're dealing with all sorts of possible outcomes, what if this whole Justin Fields thing falls apart? What if it's a complete disaster? Are you going to get oh, the most man. value betting fewest points there? You certainly will, because at 22 to one, I like that. I mean, I guess you could say the same for the Broncos. You bring in Sean Payton, but what if Russell Wilson stinks? <laughs> right. What it's if it's possible. just not meant to happen? And they yeah. repeat as champions in this market. That would be fun. This is Becky All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, more NFL preseason action. We will take a look at the Colts, Eagles, Steelers, and Falcons here on the Becky All Network.